story four of the race of the swift by edwin carlyle litzy this librivox recording is in the public domain story four the spoiler of the folds high over the crest of bald knob the storm clouds had gathered a dull uncertain ghostly light lay upon the land for the moon was at its full though hidden by the driving rack directly in the mouth of devil's gorge where it debouched upon the low-lying pastures of the hill farmers a gaunt figure was standing it was neither fox nor wildcat nor dog for it was bigger than any of these in the fantastic shadows which the wild night cast the figure seemed monstrous grisly its eyes burned with a basilisk glare its head was broad with a long tapering muzzle its shoulders were strong and its lean legs stood firmly upon the earth moment by moment the storm grew fiercer it rushed among the great trees on the knob side and tore the leaves hissing from the tossing branches a blinding flash of lightning corkscrewed the gloom followed by a terrible peal of thunder immediately there was a crash from far up the slope an oak tree had fallen before the wind the figure standing in the mouth of devil's gorge crouched as under a blow turned its head and glared in the direction of the sound then glided out into the open with lowered muzzle and drooping tail the gray wolf knew his mind and his business well depending largely on guile for success in his hunting yet there were times when wit and fleetness were of no avail and his great strength alone had won him through his ribbed sides bore many a scar black and hairless where a dog's tooth had furrowed its way through his hide so with added craft on account of his many battles he had come to skulk more holding meat won by stealth equally as good as that fought for and realizing as he grew older that in time he would be overcome this was new territory he was treading now a virgin field where any hoped to find rich harvest nor was disappointment in store for him guided by that precious instinct which is the eternal heritage of all the wood kind the spectre-like shape moved briskly across some gullied foothills climbing slipping leaping and crept through a brush fence just as the lowering clouds opened and the rain began to pour in driving torrents as the water beat upon his back and plastered the hair to his lean sides the old forager began to move faster and with less desire for concealment for well he knew that human beings would not dare thrust their noses out on such a night it was all his own and he could work his will unhampered through coarse clumps of wire-grass and stray patches of clover he went casting his sharp eyes neither to right nor left for he was fully aware that his gentle prey would never wander around in an open field on such a night as this near a corner in the farther end of the pasture rose a great black bulk when the lightning flashed the gray wolf could see it and something white at its base besides it was a straw rick the result of last year's wheat harvest and it afforded some protection from the wrath of the elements towards this the marauder went relentlessly steadily some two rods from it he stopped crouched and waited presently a vivid glare lit up the drenched landscape and there huddling in the lee of the rick was a flock of sheep crowded together and shivering from the wet 
dense darkness followed the lightning's flash and under its cover the robber drew nearer 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 now through the gloom and the sheets of rain he could make out the cowering forms for they had already scented danger though powerless to resist it closer yet crept the shape of death his empty stomach dragging the ground so low had his body sunk the sheep pressed with short jerky movements against their straw shelter wild-eyed helpless they felt the danger but did not know how to combat it then the climax came as swiftly as a bolt from the sky a dim shape was projected through the night there was a bleat choked short off and a wild scurry of feet flying blindly from danger one ewe alone remained prostrate upon the ground while at her soft throat keen fangs tore and a curved red tongue lapped up the warm blood as it flowed the gray wolf was skilled in strategy he knew that when a sheep-dog turned traitor and began to harry the flocks he never went beyond the throats of his victims and took only one a night so the killer lay and drank the rich life-current as it came drank until even his ravenous hunger was appeased then gnawing tentatively at the draggled wound he had made he arose and turned his besmeared visage towards the dark line of knobs which was his hiding-place and his home a short time later when the summer storm was dying away in the east and the thunder was but a growling echo a gaunt figure entered the mouth of devil's gorge and became engulfed in the black shadows which hung over it five hours later the sun came up into a sky of purest blue with it arose the hill farmers strong from their long night's rest for the day of toil one there was who mounted his piebald saddle mare with a bucket balanced on his saddle-bow and went to salt his sheep in the bars one was missing an unusual thing he called and called again the cry which had never failed to bring her before but there was no answer then the farmer urged his horse forward and began the search around the field he went and at last drew up at the straw rick there lay the lost one dead he dismounted and made an examination her throat was woefully mangled and torn but there was no other hurt upon her a sheep-dog's gone wrong was the man's audible comment as he arose and mounted his horse again to summon his fellow-farmers they came to the scene of the slaughter one and all for sheep-raising was their most paying industry and sheep-murder was a crime to which there was attached one penalty and one only death the ewe lay as the killer had left her limbs straight and stiffened head back and that awful damning wound in her white throat one by one they came and looked those rugged gnarled horny-handed hillmen one by one they shook their heads a sheep-dog done it was the one remark and be he mine i'll kill him myself then arose the question how to detect the culprit each dog had followed his master and each was called up and examined but nothing was proven every mouth was clean and fresh there were no clots of wool nor blood-stained noses and each man breathed a sigh of relief when his favorite was exonerated for love me love my dog is never more exemplified than in the sheep-raising districts where with almost human intelligence the four-footed retainers care for the flocks entrusted to their care the meeting was preparing to break up when some one discovered a track in the rain-soaked ground 
it was fully four inches across and the claw to each toe was plainly marked it was useless to fit a dog's foot to that colossal track some strange animal had assaulted the flock and there was not a heart but beat easier when they found this out for a farmer to kill his dog required a sacrifice almost as great as that which abraham made when he prepared to offer up isaac so amid wild conjectures and impossible theories the farmers dispersed that very night another flock was visited and one taken from it the raider left no clue he came slew one sheep and drained its blood then went his way and the darkness hid him the farmers met again and held counsel it must be a dog they said for it killed like a dog anything else would do away with half a dozen sheep or more but the meeting resulted in nothing because there was nothing to do except keep a sharp lookout the next night the same thing happened and the next and the next and so on for a week always a different flock but always one sheep was claimed one only then it was the farmers took to sitting up of nights and gathering their flocks under shelter this invisible scourge bade fair to devastate their folds and strenuous action must needs be taken that first night of watching one went to sleep at his post along towards morning and when the call of a neighbouring cock awakened him at sunrise it was to find one of his yearlings dead not ten feet from him the destroyer had crept in while he slept and laughed at the loaded gun across his knees while proceeding to feast on the choicest of the flock then alarm changed to terror what was this dreadful thing which came at night and which left no trace behind no one could answer and the deeper the mystery grew the more the farmers quaked and wondered but later upon a night when the moon was waning another had seen a huge grey object gliding towards the lot in which his sheep were corralled then haste got the better of judgment and the man fired before the marauder got within good range the result was only a handful of coarse drab hair found upon the ground the next morning then hounds were brought and put upon the trail they followed it mouthing to the entrance of devil's gorge and there lost the scent on the boulders and the pebbly soil but this gave a clue to the men their enemy dwelt somewhere within the gloomy recesses of that mighty cleft in the hills so thither they came night by night and watched the entrance of that dismal place but when they returned unsuccessful to their homes in the morning it was to discover that one of their unguarded flocks had been entered and a member of it lifeless so dismay seized them for it seemed that they were helpless before the subtlety of this mysterious assassin their nicest plans were frustrated and their schemes brought to naught then traps were laid cunning devices of wood and pitfalls screened with leaves and dry limbs sometimes these were found sprung sometimes unmolested but sprung or set they never claimed a prey whatever it was that worried their sheep seemed proof against all their wiles still the nightly visits continued and dead mutton lay everywhere and the buzzards darkened the sky in their circling flight it was as though a plague had come upon the land driven to desperation the farmers took their guns and fell to patrolling the dark ravines especially devil's gorge whither it was surely known the destroyer had at one time gone 
they found nothing though day by day they went in numbers and scoured the defiles of the knobs that for which they sought remained in hiding and came forth only when the generous mantle of night covered his movements among the many who had suffered from the nocturnal prowler's depredations was one of sterner mould than his fellows a tall bony-faced austere man who talked little and thought much and his thinking led him to this when in the ceaseless round of slaying three of his sheep had been taken he mounted his horse one day without a word to any one and rode into town when he came back after nightfall he brought with him a huge steel trap big enough to hold a bear the next morning he arose while the stars were yet shining whistled his dog and started on foot to the devil's gorge taking the trap with him the dog went in advance and after him the man struggled through the damp hollow with his heavy burden over his shoulder day dawned on the peaks above them and filtered faintly down into the depths through which they toiled suddenly the dog came rushing back to his master his bushy tail between his legs and his whole body a quiver from fright the man quickened his pace and pushed forward grimly drawing a large revolver from his pocket at the same time rounding a bend in the gorge he came upon that which had sent the shepherd dog cowering back perched upon a large boulder was a monstrous wolf gray and grim in the half-light raising his arm the man fired but the wolf leaped just before the flash and ran in the other direction the man followed as quickly as he could and presently saw the big form disappear in a hole up the sloping side of the cliff the entrance of this den was worn as by the constant passing of feet and the man felt that he had found the home of his enemy so he set his trap right under the lip of the crevice cunningly hiding it with dead leaves and the rubbish of the woods and securing the strong chain to the trunk of a dwarfed black oak the first step the monster took on his next raid would make him a prisoner the steel gyves would hold him fast until his foes came and killed him in the dead of night when the moon had climbed the towering peak of bald knob and the hill farmers below kept silent watch for the coming of the raider a face appeared in the cleft on the side of devil's gorge there was the craft of a lifetime in the burning eyes as they suspiciously swept the ground immediately in front of his den there was nothing to awaken distrust except the tumbled condition of the earth but the old wolf hesitated then hunger the one law which the wood folk know not how to disobey drove him out he rested one foot gingerly upon a bed of leaves lent a little more weight to it as he prepared to draw the other one forward and just then two bands of steel arose up out of the ground and gripped him nearly to the knee with a deep howl of wrath and terror the old warrior fought for his freedom around and around he tore gnashing with impotent teeth at that awful thing which held him like a vice for the space of an hour he wrenched and struggled then suddenly realizing the futility of his efforts he crouched upon his belly to rest it was near morning when he accepted the last resort and began the heroic task of freeing himself before sun-up the man who had set the trap came with exultation on his face confident of victory 
he found the trampled ground the sprung trap and fastened in it the forefoot of a large wolf with part of the leg which had been gnawed in two just below the knee the spoiler of the foals had baffled them to the end but the flocks were never more disturbed end of story four